0: Welcome to the Space Bar. On this episode, we are going to talk about the risks and impacts of of a long sign off with our guests Rob Peterkin, Delivery Manager, at Sp- uh, and Sam Varnum, Senior Account Manager at Space Forty Eight. Hello. hello, hello. So uh, times are getting tougher, and as we all know, obviously with the impact of inflation, interest rates, which it has a trickle down effect on on everything, uh, and obviously this is having an effect with merchants saying they take they need more more time to sign things off um, than they did a couple of years ago. So it's completely understandable, but here we're going to discuss today about the impact of that uh, and the risks inherent from these. So for you, Sam, the the biggest impact that
1: you see from from a delayed sign-off? It's a really tricky one because quite often it'll lead to more costs to the project. If you're picking it up and putting it back down again, costs are naturally going to increase when you come back to it um whereas if you've got something like magento one obviously the cost of just keeping that thing going uh, that in itself is is pretty expensive so i think it's more cost to the client and having to take the team back through that discovery process again and re-familiarize that's the the biggest risk to it so so then
0: it would be right to say that in some ways they're thinking well actually delaying sign off might save me money but actually it's almost the opposite then yeah,
1: I would say so. I mean, quite often it works in that way that it does cost a little bit more money and effort from from both sides to pick it back up again and go where do we get to? Um mm-hmm. and go through that whole process again. Yeah. Uh I guess if things have changed and certain business rules have changed, then maybe that's worthwhile, but yeah, otherwise it it just generally will cost more time and effort in every sense for both sides, I think. Yeah. So, Rob, if you've got anything to add to that.
2: Fair enough. I enough. there are so many impacting um, things that happens when you need to delay sign off, but not even if you need to delay sign off, it's certainly impacting things when you want to do a new project in any sort of size. It depends on what person who's involved in the project um, does and what they're responsible for to say what the biggest impact would be. Me personally, as a, a guy from like the, the ops side of a business, would say resourcing is mm. to to hold the developers, the testers, the designers all ready to do this and then they having to move, move stuff around, move people around to make sure you can fulfill when you're picking the project back up and then that knowledge is lost. Um, so I I would say the risk of the highest risk I'm just I'm just gonna say one like I, I feel like to, to carry this on yeah the highest risk would be the loss of information. When you start a new project and I'm talking about sort of big projects here, you mentioned Magento One, anyone who is still on Magento One that's listening, please get off Magento One. (laughs) Um, there are so many other platforms that you could be using. Um, I'm not, not here to sell, but just please get off Magento One right now. But yeah, it's, it's the lack of, um, people remembering things. I'm a stickler. I never remember anything. So I write everything down. But if we start a project and if it goes as smoothly as possible, that we've got the kickoff. We're having those conversations with the the team that are going to start the project, the team on the client side or the merchant side that's doing the project. And you start that and you start picking up little bits of information. And then during all these conversations and discovery calls, you start building up a rapport and understanding business needs and problems. They go if you delay that by six months. And there's so many times I've had bits of conversations at part of a discovery project And then a month later, something's been said, and it's just flagged. So it could even be as simple as something around promotions. As we talk about, oh, we've just had this, and they've done this promotion. And then a month later, we're looking to implement, say, a platform standard promotion options. And, oh, well, this one could be set up. Oh, no, that's going to cause a problem with tax rates. The way we do it this way, because it's fresher in the mind, that's an easy problem we're able to jump over. In six months that knowledge is it's not going to disappear but it's not going to be at the front of someone's mind. So then that gets picked up in UAT and then that can delay it further. So I would say the risk of losing knowledge. And that's a very long way to answer that, isn't it? And it I feel like I should go back to Sam now.
0: Uh, yeah, we've reached the end of the episode now. <laughs> so um, obviously the, you talked about knowledge and obviously cost but uh, I suppose there's also the, the technology aspect to it. So So if we take a a figurative six months um both of these things both of the things you've mentioned also then affect the scope and the technology you're using um so for example like magento in six months you could get new versions and things like that so um what what sort of effect does that have from that you see so obviously technology can
1: change so what sort of impact does delay have on the technology side yeah, I guess like if I was to think about probably the easiest example, and that would be Magento upgrades. You know, Say you're planning to release a build on 244. You put things down for a bit, you come back to the table, now 246 is out. Now it's got new features, it's going to do things slightly differently. You know, maybe some areas are more complex now, but some are easier. You effectively put yourself back through that discovery process again what specific versions are out and and where things have gone since you you originally were looking at this. Um, Yeah. 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 That's fair.
2: I I completely agree. I think the, well, the ever changing world of technology is just going perpetually faster. So you can't leave yourself, but then that's an argument as well of being like, well, if we wait a couple of months, we'll get something shinier and newer and it's going to last a bit longer. There's the risk as well around um, third parties, extensions, apps, that are all sort of part of it as well. As you start to do a, I'm going to use the word discovery again, but start a project type, you start having these conversations with these partners and then their, their stack, their services, their costings could change. So you are just sort of doubling up on effort to make sure it, it lives. Um, yeah, it, it lives with the same desire and need that you had before. I guess that's true for a normal project life cycle, though there's always that inherent risk. But if it's a case of, yeah, we're going to do the project, oh, no, hold off, um, hold off, hold off. And if that's sort of six months or a year of holding off, then you have doubled up what you need to do again. And yeah, tech can change quite dramatically. Whether it's good or bad, I can can defend it for the merchant side of holding off from that point of view might seem like a good idea.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's um it's, it's a it's a fine balance isn't it because as you say things move on but that that will have an inherent cost yeah, um but I, I suppose then on the merchant side as well um if you are say going from magenta one this old creaking magenta one site that is just about to fall over every time someone <laughs> looks at it um there's almost a i suppose a brand issue to deal with if, if you're delaying a project um could, that, could, it, could there be negative effects for your brand if if you delay?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like especially if we look to that Magento 1 example. I know we keep coming back around to it, but I mean, you know, how many sites on Magento 1 are hacked every week? Tons. I mean, mm-hmm. when we look at the actual damage from your site being hacked or having to sort of put a statement out there about GDPR saying, look, we were running an out-of-date system, um, we had a breach, and, and this is why, um, I think from from that side of things, it definitely does so much damage to the brand by holding off. Um, yeah, it's a really tricky one. Mm.
2: It's it's a hard one. So, while well, I'm not going to use magenta one example. I wanna I no. wanna get away. With, I want to get away <laughs> from that as fast as we can. But. The idea should be in the forefront of everyone's mind who's building a new site. If we are using this delaying sign, if there's going to be big projects, is what we're talking about here. Most likely it's going to be a redesigned or a new site completely. I guess it's the idea of what is the point of doing that? If you can delay a project for a year, why start it? If you're able to get a site out of the door because you need to update your branding. You need to do a restart to meet your um, customer's expectations and to keep up with your competitors. If that's not worthwhile doing the project now, if you're not already running late to do a project, then it might not be worthwhile starting it at all. And this is where I get really big evils from the uh, (laughs) account manager, Sam, across the room.
1: No, I don't think so. I think it's a a valid point. I mean, as a merchant, you've got to ask yourself, what were you setting out to achieve you know will you go into some feature that's going to improve your conversion rate that kind of thing if so it sounds like the value is going to be there in delivering it uh, rather than holding off so no i get that view completely
0: and, and what uh, advice then i suppose that, that's trying to spin this to uh, i suppose a, a, more, a more positive note here so um so say that you we've got a merchant that's considering delaying their project what, what advice would you give them to um to try and either bring them on board, but also also, um, look at options. So maybe maybe you don't have to do the whole project. Could could you
1: do pieces of the project? Is that the sort of thing you would look at? Yeah, I mean, it could be instead of shelving a whole project, you might decide to look at an MVP phase that isn't likely to change. Um, Perhaps you'll sort of look at designs and that kind of thing. So there are some elements that you can move on uh, whilst you're still making decisions without sinking all of that budget. Um, into it at once, if you think things are a bit unstable, I think that's probably what I would say to a merchant if they were sort of having issues about fully going for it, but wanted to start getting the wheels turning, uh, until things settle down, that that's what I would say, look at things like phasing it with your agency. Um, I know we, we do it for our clients and sort of go into phases if we need to. Um, we're not going to lose momentum really, if it's going to be an MVP. That isn't gonna change. Um, like those are the core values of the work we're doing. Then it's pretty safe to have that ready to go. Uh, in my opinion, anyway.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And would that would a phased approach then help alleviate some of what you say
0: we were saying at the start there with the like the the, the inherent costs of delaying a project? Would it,
1: you would it effectively cost less to phase it uh, than to delay? It's a tricky one. I think it will help, but if you are sort of spread on that project over a long time. You have to think about resources internally if you're a merchant. You know, do you have an e manager that's got this wealth of experience in a certain area that's decided they're going to leave at a certain point? You know, maybe things aren't going fast enough. They've wanted this for a while. So that's the sort of thing you have to weigh up, um, in my opinion.
0: Okay. And in terms of uh, project Knowledge, then, your, your biggest uh, risk there, Rob, does a phased approach help alleviate some of that concern?
2: Um no, I get the approach for a phased approach so I've got a really creaky chair again. I should I should move. Um so I don't think a phased approach saves money. Um but the idea I mean, I'm I'm using air quotes here. I said that said that line for those who are just listening, is that agile point of view that you should be able to deliver value as soon as possible. As quickly as possible. It might not be everything. So you have a website, especially established merchants have an expectation of what they need to deliver. New builds are uh, trickier, but if you can identify how to phase your approach by releasing new features into your website, that could be key because in the times that you can get that to market quicker, you can get your customers using that first phase sooner rather than waiting for everything will offer the customer a better experience a better, a better website, which will then in turn lead to more purchases, like more transactions, which is the name of the game, right? So if you're able to phase approach it, it's a great thing to do because you can keep that total capex budget to a minimum and you are constantly delivering better features and improving your site. And then hopefully that will lead on to be able to free up more budget. I know it is harder to do and we're, we're doing the easy approach here of being like, oh yeah, just cut it into pieces and this would be great to have. And then we put that in the site first, but new builds are slightly more. With the knowledge loss, it's still a risk with a phased approach, but it means that for the phase one, we'll call it, that's a thing that everyone can concentrate on. So that knowledge is there, that stays there. And then the knowledge might need to change. If phase one goes out, the market changes, the customer buying habits change. You have the option to pivot for for phase two, so it's less risk in that point of view. Okay, okay. I've got Gareth nodding as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Good <laughs> so uh, obviously, Rob, your your a big part of your job is uh, well delivery management, so dealing with developers and resources and uh, things like that. So, how tricky is it to juggle? resources when you are dealing with delays like this?
2: The bane of my life. (laughs) Um, It's hard. We want to have concise teams. There's there's different methodologies that you can move different team setups. Um, But from my years of doing this, the most successful projects seem to run when there is more of a pod approach. So you have a set squad that understands the core requirements, understands the business, understands the the merchants themselves on a personal level, and then that changes because you can't just hold that squad indefinitely. So you need to make sure that the timelines. I wouldn't give any advice now if you're a merchant and you're not sure. Just be honest with the agency. Like uh, no one from the agency side of uh, well, no one from any agency should be sort of mad at you or have a go at you because you need to delay a project. If you're like, look, uh, revenue's down for this quarter, so we're gonna have to delay this. We're looking like we wanna go live in this point. It might be other bits of information that you don't want to share with an agency. And I completely understand that if there is mergers involved with buying another company and there are certain things that are more sensitive information that you can't share with everyone. And I get that of being like, oh, well, we can't do that project because this team is working on the merger of that new business that we've bought. Or actually we're doing a big marketing campaign and it's looking ready that we're going to need this for for Christmas or sort of the holiday season that we don't want to be going into testing them because we don't have a team. But just be honest. And that goes for the agency as well to say that we're not going to constantly say yes. Oh, we're going to push this back every week. Is that right? Yep, that's fine. That's fine. If it's not. So I guess they're just yeah being open and honest with the people that are delivering your site. We just do the world of good. And and then. That would be my dream as a delivery manager.
0: <laughs> is there is there a risk as well that if if you can't keep hold of a team ready for a project, that then that could cause even more delay because you then can't assemble a team when the merchant mm-hmm. actually wants to work?
2: Oh, 100%. Um, so we have, well, multiple people take uh, annual leave now, which is, I'm, I'm fighting against it, but people want to have some holiday days. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I joke. Um because the merchant has delayed a project for a month doesn't mean the go live is a month later, because if the team isn't set up to see that project from start to finish, it inherits too much risk switching a team halfway through, sort of not, not all squads are equal in that measure of what we need to do. So it could be you delayed for a month means that this squad gets reallocated to another project, which means that they can't start for another three months. So then you're pushing your project back. Could it be four or five months? Obviously, my role is to minimise that as much as possible and do some magic to make it work. But it is a risk. It's a risk of any delays that aren't effectively communicated to be further than what the individual suspects. Same with the agency. Like it, we, we refer to this podcast session to be sort of the impact of delaying sign off. But it's the same with the agency of being like, if you're not open and honest of when you can deliver a project and say, yeah, okay, we're going to say yes, but we know we can't start this until September, which then pushes the date that it goes into testing till January. And it is a electronics company that does a lot of marketing and business in January for the January sales, which means that they don't have a team to test it that month. It impacts that side as well. So it goes both ways of what's going to be the impact. That's a great idea as he had, little Bing.
0: <laughs>
1: Unbelievable.
2: <laughs> There's always one. There's always one.
0: Um yeah. Give you a second time.
1: <laughs> cool. Um uh, yeah,
0: so um in terms of uh, obviously that's the risk to the project and the delivery of the project, but um, but also uh, the the risks of cost. So um, Sam, if you if you're delaying a project by a significant amount of time, and even really if even if the work stays the same, does will the cost always stay, stay the same?
1: It's not guaranteed to change. I think that's mm-hmm. the the thing to think about. Um, I think you both need to take like as an agency and as a merchant, you need to take a step back and and think about how you can get the most out of this, whether it's sort of, as we said about phasing the work or just having that honest discussion about what's realistic. Um, the agency needs to not necessarily be right, sign, 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 sign. And the client needs to be like, don't just say no. Uh, I think it's all about working together to get the most out of this and, and to get things going. Um, so you, you could could then
0: say that, that, I suppose, a a big driver of this is communication. So yeah. Don't go quiet
1: on each other. Exactly. Talk and be honest. Have an open conversation. I mean, it it should be more to the agency than just getting an SOW signed or a budget signed off. They want to deliver something they're proud of. The merchant wants something they're proud of. Use that basis to work together to find a solution is what I'd say. Yeah, yeah, because at the end of the day, you're a team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The best sort of partnerships will be that extension of a team that a lot of agencies say, but it's all about delivering that. And I think that's a really powerful relationship. Okay. So obviously we talked about risks and uh,
0: drawbacks um, of delaying projects, but are are there actually any positives to take from delaying? Like, could there be a a positive reason to delay?
2: Not spending money, (laughs) um, which is a massive positive with a very uncertain world. You might just need an extra couple of months of revenue just to, to firm up that budget. It might be a situation that you are having conversations with members of your team um, so sort of merchant side if they are looking to go on a sabbatical and you say oh well this person really good they're away for three months doing that they've earned that when they come back maybe pick that up so there are definite positives just to take your time to make sure you know what it is like that you want because things might change, the market might change, there might be other influences. You might be, you might literally be buying another company. I've, mm-hmm. I've seen that um, in the past where you've bought another agency, not another, you've bought another website and you're thinking, well, then do we have to have a conversation about how we can merge these together? Is this the right time to do it? Um, so there are, there are so many positives and it's completely understood if a merchant needs to delete the project, but it does come back to that first point of what's the point of doing the project? And if you know that at the center of all your conversations of what you're trying to achieve, then that should dictate your decision. Um, I, I like to think that that's what most people do. I know there's always going to be some sort of um, fear involved because it is a big investment. Like you, you've, you've got to be ready for it. There's sometimes as well that you might want to start a discovery, start a scope of work um, because you want to find out what the actual costings is. So you sort of do that venture project, but I think if you're open and honest with the the agency, the development team, even your internal development team, to say, "Look, this is what we're kind of venturing here. Here's our long-term thoughts and strategy." So it's it's the it's a positive if you if you need some more time just to let it settle in. It's mm-hmm. better than that yeah. than running a hundred miles an hour down the wrong path.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you have anything to add to that? So.
1: no I think that pretty much hits the nail on the head just work together speak clearly be honest it's the foundations really cool cool.
0: Um, let's have a look so we've we've covered quite a lot here does anyone have any extra thoughts on of things that we haven't quite covered so far to do with delays um, anything they would like to say in summary I, suppose?
2: I guess that's not quite summary yet I'm like a talk all day you know me <laughs> So I th- there's different sort of solutions. We did mention the phased approach earlier that I think is good to, to readdress on is the idea of, I'm going to talk about a, a new site build. This is, well, this is the biggest projects and the idea of a proof of concept. So I've seen more projects across different businesses at the moment, which is design only projects which is uh, we're talking to a branding agency. We're looking to revamp the website. We're going to put a proof of concept together. And that's not a bad phase one approach for a whole website where you can get the design. You can see something tangible. We're we're humans. We're, We're visual people. We can all look at spreadsheets and Word documents and breakdowns of all different requirements and take away from it and be like, okay, we've got that feature, that feature, this is what we want to do. This is the change that we want to make. This is our new shipping model. But having a design project first is a great shout because then you can deliver that to your the stakeholders of your business, to the shareholders, the board, to say, look, this is what we want to build. This is it. This is what we're thinking, what your thoughts. And then people get more more into it. When you start seeing designs, and that's the fun stage of a project, right? When you look at designs and you sort of see what your website could be, you get some phenomenal designers out there that can really put some magic together. So that could be a good phased approach to take, just take a step back to put your, dip your toe into the water. to Think, what are we getting? And then from that as well, that might cement a bit more of the, we need that. I've seen the new designs. I'll look at our current website. And I just want the new one. <laughs> I just want it to go ahead. Um, and that can help. Most of the people I end up talking to internally are the stakeholders that really want the new site. They really want the changes. And let us if we're completely frank, it's money. The vast, vast majority of the time the project gets delayed is because it's money. Because there are scary numbers that pop out. Yeah. Like yeah. we've seeing sites millions of pounds for some websites hundreds of thousands for a general sort of hefty site now because they are everything that they do everything that it takes to go into them so it's scary seeing that number so you can be hesitant i'm gone
0: yeah i was gonna say yeah because you those those numbers i suppose in comparison to Stay where you are. Well, I suppose, and, and to go back to the example you 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 take thereof of a Magento one site that you've got up there running, that the cost of maintaining that will be will be less in comparison to completely ripping it up and starting afresh. Mm. But I suppose then that that goes back to your point about Sam is that the the risk there is a risk of of staying on the old platform, but every every month you delay is more money that you're spending on. I think it's a, a saying in Yorkshire where I live. It's, it's like throwing good, good, spending good money for bad, or something. Yeah,
2: throwing good money
0: after bad. Yeah, the, I remember, my, my mechanic <laughs> said that to me about my last car before I had to write it off. So <laughs> it, it's kind of like that. You get it gets a point where you don't want to be spending money on this.
2: Oh, it it does. I think that is completely fair. Um, I've done, I've done more new site builds now than I can probably think of, and the concept of it, where halfway through the project all merchants kind of stop doing development on their current site, because why would they spend the money? So, and that's an easy decision to make of being like, we're working on our new website. Like I've seen it, it's good, it's coming, it's four months away, it's three months away, two months away. So you do less investment into your current site, thinking, well, let's just hold off and use that money elsewhere. You don't have that idea until it's signed off and the project's going so you keep piling money in there, and it just the risk increases so much that something's going to go wrong. Hmm. Um, one scenario that the website is out, so outdated that it does break, and the other one that you are giving a bad experience to your customers. I'm ho- I'm hoping that no merchants are out there giving a bad ex- experience to their customers because it should all there should be that base level, and everyone's sort of improving on it. But yeah, I guess hmm. that's that's the thing. You wouldn't spend you've got to keep spending money on maintenance. The same as hosting. If you are on a hosting-based platform, you might have a retainer with an agency. Mm-hmm. Um, you might have licenses for extensions that are going to renew. You're like, okay, I'm still paying this stuff. I'm still <laughs> covering that. Um, one thing we haven't actually spoken about in this, because I know we're sort of getting there for time, is we've got delaying sign-off, but something is equally as um, prevalent would be delaying the work while it started. So we might have the sign off, but you're delaying moving other things forward. You're delaying signing off that license agreement with the, with the platform, that hosting agreement with someone else, or even sort of to the next level, you're just delaying doing testing because you're really busy and then you're paying for two sites. Yeah. So being that concise thing can, can save you money in the long run. But yeah, yeah, it's it's very hard to judge like that.
0: There's also something you touched on a bit with knowledge loss as well. with, with that um, in that the longer you delay migrating from an old platform, the harder it will be to find people to maintain that platform because that knowledge will be lost. Especially Magento one. <laughs> I mean, there are other platforms, other old platforms out there, but there uh-huh. are.
2: I'm going to ban Magento one from the <laughs> the next episode. I can't believe it's 2023 and we're we've spoken about it so much. It's, it's an
1: easy um, victim, isn't it? It is. Yeah, well, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
2: But it is. Um, yeah. That's, that's a good example. Um, I was talking to a merchant a couple of years ago that were built some part of their um, stack in Ruby on Rails. Um, it was very cool, very nifty, and then they could not find anyone to be able to work on Ruby on Rails. And it was just, it's circumstantial. Sometimes that's how the dice rolls with different languages and stacks. But it is that the longer you leave it, the more you go bespoke and odd, the higher danger it is to support that. Um, and ultimately, what can you do if you can't do anything? What happens then? You yeah. just, as a rhetorical question, which I'm sort of asking on a podcast, which is <laughs> the, the worst thing to do. <laughs> but yeah, that's what you've got to think of that level of investment
0: so we're, we're just about reaching time now so what we'll do is give uh if each of you could give one tip to a merchant or an agency considering a project like what would be one tip one thing to consider
1: oh it's so hard to sum up in one quick tip um I, i'm gonna go back and bang that drum of the phased work um i'm just thinking from like a a UX audit perspective, you could just go straight into improving the basket or straight into improving the product page and start to incrementally see value for, for what you've signed up for. So I think in that scenario, phase work. That's cool.
2: me. <laughs> I'm going to go way more emotional.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and
2: I'm just going to say honesty. Just be honest with the, the partner. And it is a partnership. Be honest with the agency, be honest with the merchant, be honest with your dev team, your design team of what the situation is. You're investing a lot of money into these big projects, which is why it requires such a dramatic sign off. Like you're on the same team, like you really are. So if there's a need to delay, just be honest and then you work out a plan together. It's far more more problems if, if you keep it quiet and then you get people like Sam chasing you every other day, asking for the sign off. Um, (laughs) which is never fun because Sam might just not have the details of being like, okay, you need a month break. We've got that. So mine is honesty, and that's for e-commerce, for sign-off, and just everything in life. There you go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's great, great tips. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Uh, So uh, thank you for listening to the Spacebar podcast. Please remember to leave a review and share the podcast with your network. For more information about us, please visit space48.com or find us on social media for the latest e-commerce content.